As part of Ferrari Fridays, William Ross from the Exotic Car Marketplace will be discussing all things Ferrari and interviewing people that live and breathe the Ferrari brand. Topics range from road cars to racing, drivers to owners, as well as auctions, private sales, and trends in the collector market. Everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, and I appreciate everybody listening and all the downloads. We're starting to get a few more going, so which is great, but hey, get out there, share. Um, if you'd like, check out the website, theferrarimarketplace.com. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. We kind of created this big mega site that's got a lot of information on it, uh, getting more content and more everything Ferrari, so check that out. But anyways, this is your host. I'm William. Uh, again, appreciate you guys coming back. Now, I am doing this podcast today from, it's about 8 a.m., oh, I'm sorry, 7 a.m. on uh, Hershey, PA. I'm headed to the Hershey event this morning, and I got a little time to kill. It's a bit gloomy here this morning, uh, a bit wet, so hopefully the rain gets out of here because it'll just make for a little bit of a muddy endeavor. Uh, it's a little bit chilly out. I um, did not bring a coat. Luckily, I got some long sleeve shirts, so hopefully this does not go awry, and I freeze my little patootie off. So we shall see. But anyways, onward and upward. Today's episode, we're going to get controversial. We are going to talk about the new Ferrari Purosang, the SUV. Now, I know a lot of people out there, especially the purists, think this is an abomination. And there's no way Ferrari should be making an SUV. It just goes against everything Ferrari stands for. But, you know... I guess you got to look at from both sides here regarding as far as things, you know, they got people, they got an answer to shareholders, whatnot. Um, you know, so, and you look at, I mean, look at what Porsche did with the Cayenne. They make obscene amount of money off those Cayennes. I mean, they did the same thing, you know, when they came out with the Panamera, same thing, you know, they have to expand and, and doing it, but they could not ignore the fact. I mean, you know, Bentley, Lamborghini, all these guys coming out. I mean, it was inevitable that they were going to have to come out with an SUV. So, a few weeks ago, they dropped it. I mean, obviously, on the internet, there were tons and tons of. Sorry, there goes my pop. Um, you know, spy photos and this stuff. You know, the car driving around. And it's pretty close to, you know, factory production finish. So, it's. Um, you know, it's a good, I think it's a good looking vehicle. I like it. I mean, because it's not like some big bulking behemoth like that ugly ass Bentley or Rolls Royce. I think those are the ugliest things rolling around. I mean, there probably are some ugly cars, but in my opinion, those things are just horrendous. But I think it's a good looking vehicle, you know, and that's me. And would I buy one? Yeah, if I had the cash, I'd be able to buy one. I think I would because I, you know, functionality wise, you got to look at it from this point of view is the fact is, is you could get a lot more use out of it than you could say driving around in your uh, Monza SP1 or SP2 or, you know, even your, you know, S, you know, SF Stradale, you know, I mean, granted, they're trying to make those a little more user friendly, but I mean, those cars get a bit extreme and try to drive those and, you know, try to utilize them. Hey, going to the store to get groceries, picking up Junior from, uh, from school and all his uh, stuff that he's got to take with him these days at school, you know, so it would be a little bit of a tight fit, you know, in one of those uh, two seaters, but you know, you get yourself the four seater. Now here's the thing, you know, I haven't had a chance 
to, I guess, get up close with it yet. So I'm hoping to have that done here soon. I'm not sure quite when, but, you know, I'm trying to get something set up. But I'm interesting, interested to see, you know, what the back seat legroom is, you know, and just actually overall space in the car. You know, is it actually going to be something that's functional where it can, yeah, you can get four adults in there, you know, and, you know, the individuals in the back seat, you know, do have some resemblance of, I guess, comfort and legroom. Because that's the one thing, you know, you get some of these cars out there, vehicles, you know, oh, we got it's a four-seater. Well, who's going to sit in the back seat? Uh, a six-month-old because they, you know, their legs don't even fit over the edge of the seat? I mean, come on now. So that's going to be the, I, I guess, interesting thing to find out and see what happens here with the design and just overall, you know, interior space of this car. I mean, exterior-wise, I think, like I said, I think it looks pretty good, you know. They kind of, you know, kept it, you know, uh, it's, I guess you could say it's not so much like a beefed up station wagon um, or a state, as you guys would say, over on the other side of the pond. Um, you know, it's got that SUV-esque look to it, but it's just not like really big and bulky. You know, I, I think it looks pretty good. Um, it's, you know, it sounds fantastic. I mean, the beautiful thing they did was they are having the V12 come out right out of the gate. They're just stuffing the V12 in there from the uh, uh, the 812. So, which is going to make that thing killer, killer fast. You know, so it, it'll be interesting to see the road test and everything, you know, for the magazines will do and, what they're going to come about and um, what they're going to basically, what their opinion is going to be of the car. So, again, you know, is it, you know, the aspect of you look at, so I'm kind of looking at some more photos of it now, kind of just take a peek. You know, is it, it kind of almost looks like it's a, it's a tightened up, you know, FF, you know, uh, or GT4C Luso, whatever the, they're calling it they say they keep changing the name on it but i mean you know the front overhang doesn't seem the nose is not as long the ass is not as bad i mean look i'm not a fan of that gt4 luso you know it was just not my cup of tea i just i it sounded glorious beautiful engine i'm sure they're phenomenal to drive hey four-wheel drive so you can drive in the winter you know and i'm sure not many people do but you know it's to me i just i didn't like it i it was just not something i would spend my three four hundred thousand dollars on you know i would take that and buy myself a few other vehicles and have like three or four instead of having just one but i mean it is a ferrari so it's got the prancing horse logo so i mean you guess you can't go with that now i wouldn't turn one way if someone gave it to me right <laughs> as i'm sure you probably wouldn't either so but anyways I'm just, it's, I think it's a sharp looking vehicle. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of Mazda 3-esque. If you kind of really look at it, maybe squint a bit, you know, it, you know, hatchback looking thing. Um, so it's, you know, I think it's a good looking vehicle. You know, that's just, you know, my opinion. And, you know, the unique thing is they got the, uh, whatever you want to call those doors, the suicide doors uh, for the back. 
and so your ingress egress is pretty easy so i mean that's a nice little design feature and i, I think it's kind of cool um again i would love i can't wait to get see this thing in person because it does not look like it's all that big you know i again go back to compare to the luso you know this thing looks like it's 20% smaller? Maybe, I don't know, give or take, forgive me, I'm probably wrong, but, you know, I, I went to public school, so what do I know? But, you know, it's, again, I mean, interior-wise, you know, it's all pure Ferrari. You know, I love the the bucket seats in the back. You know, I, I'm i a big believer, you know, you have an SUV, something like that, is you have, you know, those bucket seats with the console between the seats and that. I mean, especially that level of car. You know, I can't imagine why someone would get a bench seat in something like that. But, uh, so I don't know in the configurator if you can get a bench seat back there. I'm sure as heck hope not. But, you know, uh, it's a, it's a good-looking car, vehicle, SUV, whatever you want to call this thing. You know, um, you know, one thing I don't get, though, with Ferrari's doing, I mean, it's supposed to, like, engage the passenger, is the screen that they have in front of the passenger now, the digital screen with all the readouts and everything like that going on, and like the rev counter and stuff like that. Th that I don't get. To me, I'm sorry. I just To me, it just seems pointless. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have a purist that's in this passenger seat next to you. You know, they maybe kind of want to watch it. But I, I would guess that 95% of the people that you uh, have in that passenger seat won't give two you-know-whats about it and haven't. So I don't know. But anyways... You know, I think it's, I think it's good. Like, I mean, I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. You know, if you want to shoot me an email, uh, William at marketplace.com. Tell me you know, what your thoughts are on it and let me know. So anyways, and this is kind of a quick one. Um, like I said, I just wanted to get that off my chest regarding the you know, pure thing and see what everyone else's thoughts are and how this thing's going to compare out there. I mean, I, I honestly believe I think it's going to be a stonkingly fast. I mean, that thing is going to be just scream. It sounds glorious. I mean, that V12, you can't go wrong with that. So, but again, it's going to be interesting to see with the road tests and people get out there. And, you know, I know I want to get to see this thing in person, but maybe somehow, some way I can finagle a test drive in one, you know, even if it's just as a passenger and see, you know, you never know. And I could uh, come back to you guys and kind of give you a little, little update, let you know what I think about it driving it. So, I mean, because, you know, that's a tendency getting those SUVs, you know, you got a lot of, you know, weight up top, so it's got a lot of body roll or like that. So, we're to see how they kept the weight down, you know, kind of keep the low center of gravity going on it. And unfortunately, as we all know where everything's headed, things are going to get electrified. So, it's just a scary and stupid world we live in. You know, that's another topic we might have to get down the road and discuss about that. I mean, I know it's kind of a touchy subject and people have, you know, on the right and whatnot on that, but it's... You know, I think there's better courses of action here. We can go to satisfy purists with engine sound, but then also, you know, satisfy, you know, the environment and do what we have to do. I mean, look what Porsche is doing with the synthetic fuels. I mean, that's just fantastic. Zero emissions. Uh, I just think there's different routes we can go. And, you know, it's kind of like putting the cart in front of the horse here. The situation is, you know, they want to put these mandates and laws in place that, you know, you have, you have to start selling only electric cars by this date. You know, California set it up. UK's got it going on over in Europe. They're doing a lot of it. But the infrastructure is not there to support it. And it's just going to create a lot, a lot of pissed off people because 
Who wants to sit and wait? You know, if you get to a charger and you're in line and it takes 45 minutes for a car to charge up and you're second in line, you're going to be sitting there for hours waiting to get your car charged to be able to get on your way. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. But anyways, that's a different topic. So anyways, like I said, this is kind of a, just a quick little podcast. This is a, a short one. I said I'm, I'm on site here at Hershey and uh, I'm passing some time, so I figured I'd get this one out. I wanted to do it regarding the Puro thing and get kind of uh, my thoughts out there on it. And like I said, let me know what you guys think. I, I think it's a good-looking vehicle. I like it. Um, I know a lot of people out there just – Raising their hands saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, Ferrari's building SUVs. It's the end of the world. You know, again, hey, it's business. They got to do what they have to do. And they're going to, you know, the interesting fact is they're not going like a Porsche or the, you know, Lamborghini to build as many as they can and just sell them. You know, they're only going to build X amount. They're not going to go nuts with it. They're not going to just keep building them to sell them because they just keep selling them. So they're going to limit production. But, again, that's. How Ferrari operates, they're only going to build X because they get out there in the secondary market, they're two to three times, sometimes more for what their MSRP was. Even if they got mileage on it, they've been used. You know, people, the lucky ones that are on the list and that can actually, you know, get one of the new ones right off the gate and order one, you know, they can sit there, get it, drive it for a few thousand miles, turn around and make money and make a lot of money on having it. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens in the secondary market with those and where they're at. Because I know these things are going to be about three, four hundred grand out of the gate, and you know that's probably before options. And we know how expensive Ferrari's options list can be. Um, you know, easily can add two, three hundred grand just in options. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever had the opportunity, or you know, when you go on a configurator, kind of do it. You know, that's a scratch and a service what you can you know obviously get with this these cars but i mean it's obscene you know eight hundred dollars here five hundred dollars here just to wrap the leather around like a little tiny lever or something like that in the car you know it gets crazy how much they can just tack on tack on tack on you know and something that costs them maybe like twenty dollars to do i mean but that's where they're making a, a boatload of their money is options and accessories hey but hey it's business that's what they gotta do right and people buy it so hey they're doing something right so anyways I'm going to sign off. Again, I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, spread the word. Get it out there. Um, check out the YouTube channel. Got that going on, too. Go to uh, check out Garage 65. Kind of all-encompassing. You know, we got the Ferrari Marketplace uh, YouTube channel also. It's everything Ferrari, but I got a bunch of other stuff. I got stuff I just shot from last week up in the American Speed Festival. I uh, got some from a couple weeks prior to Detroit uh, Concourse. And I'm going to do some video here at Hershey, kind of going around and checking this out. It's my first time here. So, but anyways, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate you listening to my ramblings. And let me know what you guys think about the Ferrari SUV. Now, I'm interested to see what opinion is out there and just, you know, see if it's either one way or the other, if it's kind of right down the middle. So, again, guys, I appreciate you listening and take care. And until next time, thanks. This episode has been brought to you by Grand Touring Motorsports as part of our Motoring Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, tune in each week for more exciting and educational content from organizations like the Exotic Car Marketplace, the Motoring Historian, Brake Fix, and many others. If you'd like to support Grand Touring Motorsports and the Motoring Podcast Network, sign up for one of our many sponsorship tiers at www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports. 
Please note that the content, opinions, and materials presented and expressed in this episode are those of its creator, and this episode has been published with their consent. If you have any inquiries about this program, please contact the creators of this episode via email or social media, as mentioned in the episode.